Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the review show. This is episode 98. You're almost, almost yeah. 100. I am so excited. <laughs> we'll be talking about that in just a sec. But mm -hmm. for now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined on the opposite side of this computer screen by Melissa Wilkinson. Yep. Melissa. Hello. What has you what has your week been like? What have you been up to? Ah, I just slept most of yesterday. I thought I would give myself a lazy day where it's like you can lay That's in bed and watch YouTube videos as long as you want. <laughs> you can take a nap later. I never take a nap. Hell yeah, that sounds good. What was yeah. something that you watched? Um I watched a lot of cooking videos. Today, I watched these weird uh, sports retrospectives. This is from the guy who did 17,776. He okay. sees other YouTube videos that are done in the same style, like with all of gotcha. the pixelated images and like the zoom ins around Google Maps telling real stories uh, of weird sports history. So I watched a couple of those. Oh, I watched some Try okay. Guys, a variety of things. Yeah. Oh, I love a YouTube deep dive. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not necessarily one for a YouTube deep dive, but I did also mm. take a lazy day yesterday. I was in bed pr like 95% of my day. Uh, it was great. I watched mm -hmm. some t TV. I ended up re-watching the end of season one of Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Okay. It's good. I've seen the first two seasons already. Uh, but it's been a long, long time, and there's five mm -hmm. seasons out right now, so I'm gonna start rewatching all of that stuff. Uh, and of course, yeah. I read the comic book that we we're we're here to talk about today. Me too. Because uh, if you guys did not know, this is the review show where every week uh, we pick a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, could be a movie, in anime manga something else we read it watch it do what we have to, to do come back here and talk about it uh this week x-men season one and no mm -hmm. not the t t tv show not the cartoon <laughs> this is a comic book a graphic novel by mm. dennis hopeless and jamie mckelvey uh, and it kind of acts as like an alternative take on the origin story of the X-Men. Yeah. Like a, a more modern take mm. on, on all of that stuff. Now, I know you've heard of this one, Melissa, because we yeah. uh, both at some point have listened to a lot of <laughs> Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Which is a fantastic podcast. This is how I know podcast. anything. Yes. Right. Yeah, like all of my X-Men knowledge comes from them. It's great. Yeah. Um, which if you have not checked out their podcast, go listen to it. It's a blast. Um, it's such a helpful resource. It really is. And actually, I would say start from episode one. Um, yeah, it's helpful. It, yeah, it, it's it's they're basically going through the continuity and explaining the x-men as it happens so if if i mean you're welcome to jump in whenever but mm. uh if if you know nothing about the x-men or if you have not 
tried out their podcast, you might want to start from episode one. Uh, that way you can just go from square one. Like I, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I think I binged like the first like 180 <laughs> episodes of the, of their stuff because it's so good. They know yeah, it what is. they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see. Melissa, what's, what's mm-hmm. your history with the X-Men? Uh, X-Men, the movie, was the first DVD I can ever remember watching. Hell so yeah. it has a special plate in my, <laughs> place in my heart for that reason. Like, my older brother buys a PS2, brings it to our house, and we're like, we have to go to Blockbuster. We've, just, like, we've heard of DVDs, but we have not personally watched one in our own homes yet. This was the first DVD device that we had access to. So we go to Blockbuster. DVDs are in a separate section from VHS tapes at this point. Yeah. We pick out X-Men. We take it home. We're like, it's the sound is so clear. The visuals are good. We had a lot of fun, like changing it into French and looking at DVD <laughs> menus. Amazing. Remember when mm-hmm. DVD players were like six hundred dollars? Right. Like we this yeah the the PS2 I think came out in like two thousand and one. Something like that. Uh, my dad was like waiting for it to get good before he bought any kind of DVD player. But my brother was like, I want this new game machine. March. So this is the first. 2004 is when the PlayStation 2 came out. No, it March isn't. 2004. No, not. That's uh, false. March 4th, the 2000. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's early in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Numbers is not my mutant superpower. <laughs> it's 12.15 in the seen, afternoon. <laughs> it's not even in the morning. I've seen all the X-Men movies. I enjoy them. I The only X-Men comic I've read, I read God Loves, Man Kills. Okay. And I did read like a Wolverine season one graphic novel that I had bought for my older brother for Christmas gotcha. per his request. And I read it before I gave it to him. Gotcha. I wonder if that was Wolverine Origins. It was something like that. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I, I remember watching all of those X-Men movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they're so cool. I, I remember growing up on the cartoon, the X-Men cartoon. I didn't um, watch a ton of the original X-Men cartoon, but I, I do remember a lot of X-Men Evolution. Yeah, that was the one that I watched more of, but I did mm-hmm. catch the original 90s one when it was on um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But X-Men Evolution was a big thing. I remember I had a friend who was super in- into that show, and he was into like nothing comics-related at yeah. all except that show and i was just like james mm. why why are you into into this this is weird you don't like this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah good stuff so i i have heard of this book as we said from jay and miles explaining the x-men mm. um from what i remember it's actually been a long time since i've listened to their podcast but they always mm-hmm. kind of recommended this book yeah. as a like hey if you want to get into modern x-men but you want a like an 
origin story and you don't want to go mm-hmm. back to like the original comics um this is one you should probably check out it's super short it's only like a hundred yeah. something pages um so you can write it in like an hour and a half ish at the most yeah um, yeah and it's it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward there's no complex storylines or what's going on uh with all of that stuff because x-men does get really complicated yep but uh yeah so i i i've been wanting to pitch this Mm. uh on the show i think i might have once before i don't remember um yeah but here we are and this is Mm -hmm. also the first x-men comic we've ever covered on the podcast wow i I know that i've pitched god loves man kills before i know we've seen some of the x-men characters in Mm. other things that we've covered this is the first x-men proper stuff Mm -hmm. i'm excited yeah uh synopsis you do you, do you want to help us out with the synopsis for this one? Yeah, so it is approximately contemporary times. There are smartphones, etc. And Jean Grey's parents send her away to this boarding school for her to deal with her telekinetic powers. And she's real crabby about it. She's like, I don't like school, but regular school, but I'd rather be there. I'd rather do calculus than have to suddenly be a superhero. So the story's mostly from her point of view, mm-hmm. getting to know these other mutants. It's her, Beast, Cyclops, Iceman, and Angel, the original classic five. It's just them getting to know each other and settling into life there and uh, learning the danger room and going out there and fighting Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Right, yeah. So a little bit of superhero antics, a little bit of uh, you know teen emotional drama. Yeah. And 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 just an in, in introduction to all of these yeah. characters and who they are. Um, so it's it yeah, like we said, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. With that stuff. Um, I, there, there's like one villain that I didn't recognize, and that was Unis the Untouchable. I believe is how you say it. Yeah, his I don't name. know that one. I don't know if that was new or not, because again, I've also so the the. X-Men for me is kind of a corner of the Marvel Universe that I've stayed away from just because there's so much of it. And I'm just like, one day. It's daunting. Yes. It's really daunting. Um, So I I haven't heard much about him, if that's a new character or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's basically a school drama. They get there, Mm -hmm. they meet the jocks they meet the nerds they you know you know all of that stuff girl likes boy boy doesn't realize it mm-hmm. uh, uh, other b- 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 boy also likes girl <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a big fight <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was good what did you think i liked it i think this uh fit in with all the stuff i already know about x-men Pretty much, yeah. So I think uh, I appreciated having the additional introduction, and I think this would make a very good introduction piece for somebody else who's even 
newer to X-Men and really has no concept of, I, I think there's like a guy with eye beams. There's a claw man. When does the claw man show up? When is Ian McKellen in this, etc. Yeah. I will say, I wish there was between the two major facets of the story. I like the teen stuff more than the superhero antics. Like it would keep sure. cutting to all of these fights. And I'm like, I already get what everybody's powers are. I get who they're fighting. Can I get more of just the five kids hanging out in like the Xavier mansion and like right. getting up to nonsense? I want that, please. Yeah. I, I, I know in its history, X-Men has mm. focused on multiple things. And yeah, there have been X-Men titles that are like, hey, here's the soap opera aspect. Yeah. Who's crushing on who? Who's sleeping with who? What are classes like? You know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, or then if you want the, you know, more superhero stuff, you can go do all of that and find all the swashbuckling and, and stuff that, that you want in, in that stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I, I think there's X-Men comics out there for everyone. Definitely. Or whatever you might want. Uh, but yeah, that that it was in interesting because it starts in the middle of a fight. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I would rather be doing calculus. And yeah. It's like, okay, this is a weird place to start. Uh, but yeah, it does kind of jump back and forth between the like, high school drama mm -hmm. and then these superhero fights, but it never focuses on these fights. Like there is not a big yeah. bad. I mean, there is kind of one at the end, like a, Hey, here's the confrontation. Here's the big mm -hmm. boss fight that this book has been leading up to, to. There is kind of that, but even still, it's not what you would typically get from a like, Volume one, we're leading up to a fight with this character, right? Uh huh. Um, so I, I, I liked it. I, I, I think yeah, it's super short. I think you can hand this to someone who has no knowledge of the X Men or someone who does, does, mm -hmm. does, does, and it's a super simple like, hey, here's just an origin story of the X Men. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, let me do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we can mm. dive in and talk a little bit more uh, with spoilers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, housekeeping. Ladies and gentlemen, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots, mm -hmm. in case you did not know. Uh, you guys can find more information on all of those on our website, thewhatnots.com. Uh, let's see, I made an announcement on the Crossplay, which is one of our uh, other podcasts that mm -hmm. I will make here. We will not be recording Crossplay, uh, or did I say I made the announcement on Crossplay? You made it on the Captain's Log. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I meant. We will not be recording Crossplay, and I mentioned mm -hmm. that on the Captain's Log. Uh, yes. One of our co-hosts, Ignacio, uh, has been studying abroad here in the United States, uh, and he is going to be traveling back home to Chile uh, to kind of be with his family and avoid all of the craziness as much as he can mm -hmm. here in the United States, because yeah. we are right in the center of coronavirus central. Mm -hmm. um, so safe travels to Ignacio. Mm -hmm. please be safe wash your hands go do all of that stuff um 
Let's see, if you guys like what we do here at The Whatnots and you want to support us, patreon.com is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You guys can get access to the live Mm -hmm. streams of this show. Um, You guys can get episodes early. At the $3 tier, we have some exclusive content. Uh, Melissa and I just created some DMT characters on an episode of the captain's log that was exclusive to patreon that was fun Mm -hmm. uh and last but not least we want to give a big shout out to our patreon supporters at the five dollar tier so thank Mm -hmm. you christine and thank you sam for helping us out and keeping the mics on we love and appreciate you both thank you yeah house has been kept let's see if my Mm -hmm. spoilers graphic works hey that worked. That worked good. It worked fine. <laughs> I, I think last week it was it was stuttering, uh, mm-hmm. like I just did there, and uh, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to come to work today. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know if this is the sort of thing you could spoil. I guess if you know anything about the X Men, you already know what's in this book. Kind of, it's nothing new. You might not know every detail here and mm. there, but you know the basic story, I feel like. Yeah. Just like most of, well, I mean, you'd be surprised because I've heard stories of people taking their friends to, to, to go see, uh, like, Batman versus Superman, and they do the origin story of Batman, and they're like, <gasps> they killed his, his parents? No. And it's just like, really? You you didn't know that? <laughs> Come on, guys. Like <laughs> Oh well. Um But but yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. If you know all of that stuff. You mentioned starts with Jean Grey. Let's talk about her. Yeah. For a bit. How mm-hmm. did you like her? Did you not like something about her? What's no, up? No, I liked her fine. I thought all her outfits were cute. There you go. That's something to read the book <laughs> I'll say, for fashion. Right? Yeah. Oh, like it's not super specifically stylized to <clears throat> modern day. Like she's got one of those beanie hats on that are popular, but the, it's not anything like super duper. This is contemporary. This is the Forever 21 fashion of the year. This was put out. <laughs> so there's nothing that really marks it as it is now it's just approximately in the last 10 years or so and it'll probably look contemporary for the next five or 10 years yeah yeah i I Mm. would imagine so yeah i liked her i i thought she was a good kind of in character so to speak she's the one we follow um because she is also kind of the odd one out right now as the only Mm -hmm. girl there and also it seems like everybody else has been there for a while like it seems like the previous four are kind of i don't like it's you're not able to tell who's the next newest one after her yeah they've been like they're all kind of settled in and they all get each other's vibes already yeah um yeah so she's kind of coming into this school for gifted youngsters uh, mm-hmm. And discovering it all for the first time, and she's not really sure what to expect. Uh, and she walks inside this 
house slash school slash mansion mm-hmm. that she's like this is really strange i don't know why my parents dumped me off here why can't i just go study calculus with my friends mm-hmm. um and she walks in and there's this really awkward sequence like right Ew. at the start that i just don't understand because she's like standing still in the center of this like foyer yeah in, in this mansion and her <sighs> luggage is like a step or two behind her or something mm-hmm. and cyclops scott summers comes walking in from around the corner like he's just about to walk pa- past her and like move on and not say hi except he trips on her luggage which is this like giant like roll on like and it's just like God damn it, Scott! How can you not see this? You're walking. You're not even running. Like, did, like, I, I think I would buy that from Scott t- that he's running. Like, he's running imaginary battle drills in his head and is focusing on these details and doesn't. Like, yeah, completely misses large luggage right in front of him, <laughs> and he like falls on top of her, but it's not like sexy or extremely goofy. She's just like. Well, Almost, she's the this one is that kind makes of awkward. it kind of sexy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she, she's like, she's there's like, a joke I could say here. Like, she kind of alludes to it, and then he's like, ah, and backs up and runs away back to the danger room where he lives. Yeah, she, she's like, I can think of two j- 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 jokes: a lame one mm-hmm. and a dirty one. And he's just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then he 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 goes off to do whatever he's off to go do um yeah and then I, I i don't remember who she runs into next but she starts to meet the uh, 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 other students yeah. uh she meets bobby drake Iceman. she meets mm-hmm. beast uh she ends up meeting professor xavier who's like oh good you found our uh, 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 other misfits and miscreants and whoever <laughs> these kids are um <laughs> exactly how he sounds that's how he talks all the time <laughs> oh, great you found <laughs> you found them already <laughs> um yeah so he, he he's like hey i'll i'll, I'll let you kind of get acquainted and settled in and just kind of wander around and figure out where things are mm. um and we we don't actually get to see much of the classes that they do because no. again this is the first class of x-men the first like graduating class um Mm -hmm. i i don't know how much of an actual school they have Mm -hmm. really started yet besides just like hey let's do some training exercises and like maybe i'll lecture you from time to time on something i wanted more information about this i wanted like who is there any other staff here besides professor xavier like, are, are you going through real classes? Like, does he stop and say, like, well, you should know something about Napoleon. So today is like real <laughs> school lesson day. And then tomorrow we're doing training drills. This is yeah. what I I liked about the movies, especially the first one where I think it is portrayed more school like, especially in those first three. It's more school like. And this is hitting me when I'm in like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So I can relate to it and I'm interested in it. Like, how does this other weird school go? This is in Harry Potter times also. So I just want yeah. every variant of weird school 
and I didn't get enough school from this. Like, I, I want to know their classes. I want to know, like, uh, who cooks dinner? Like, how do you all live? You know, do you guys have, like, a movie theater in here? Do you have video games? What's the curfew? I want all they of the do have domestic details of this. Because mm. Iceman mentioned that. He's like, I've beaten oh, every yeah. video game in here. <laughs> it's like, I but need how more. many is that? Like, what are your console options? Right? Yeah. I want, like, the tour. I didn't want a season one, like, this is your introduction to the characters. I wanted just, like, a pamphlet. A thick pamphlet on on how Professor right? Xavier's school works. I, that, that's, I think, my... The one thing that I didn't like about this book mm. is that it felt like there wasn't enough. I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very short, and it j- 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 jumps back and forth between these fights and this uh, like school, high school drama, but it doesn't focus on the fights, but the fights are in there enough that it takes away from the time that we could be right. spending think, on the drama and the relationships and stuff. I think about the fights is that you're right. They don't spend too much time with them. It's not that many pages altogether, but it keeps cutting to these fights. Like yeah. there's parts of the book that are really choppy. It's like two pages here, two pages here, two pages here. And I'd like to just stick with something for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's tons of X-Men comics out there. So it's mm-hmm. also one of those things that's like, well, this will get yeah. you started. And yeah, here's your high-speed sampler platter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked how Jean was also kind of the heart of the team. Yeah. Like be, I, I think between her and I, 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 Iceman. Like they they mm-hmm. they were the ones that were like the heart of the team, in my mm-hmm. op- opinion. Um, like Iceman was kind of the more like like he didn't know he was, but he was kind of the like younger brother that was just there to have <laughs> I think, fun. Like he he was yeah, more like I the heart of the could... team in in terms of morale. Yeah, I think he could kind of tell that about himself and he didn't like it he's like oh dang when you throw me into this situation i am the little brother aren't i <laughs> yeah like he wants to be warren but warren's already warren right yeah mm-hmm. um and yeah i forgot about all the stuff with warren there i don't like warren is one of the x-men characters that i don't know much about and like yeah. I remember him being in like one of the X Men movies, and there was that one scene where he j- jumps out the window and all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, so to see him in this was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit more of who Warren is. Um, but I just, I just don't know much ab- about him, mm. and so I almost forget that he's in this book, which <laughs> I think also kind of speaks to his character. He's the like rich boy with almost no personality (laughs) see but i i like warren because i think he fits that like young girl model of like dreamboat material yeah exactly like i don't know if he's that interesting of a character but like pretty uh, (laughs) has interesting secrets has money needs your help Right, like he's young adult <laughs> romance novel material, and that still <laughs> resonates with me. 
Oh man, I because I know that they've done novelizations of comics or comic book <laughs> movies. I know that they've done like just mm-hmm. like original novels of super mm-hmm. like Marvel superhero characters and DC characters. I wonder if they've done like cheesy romance novel based off I would two of love the characters. These. Or I just want like it's just a bunch of general ladies, you know, just general. You are a sixteen-year-old girl, but with like all the boys. Here's your Warren Worthington romance novel. Here's your Nightcrawler right? romance novel. Here's your Beast be romance am- novel. I like Beast be quite amazing. a bit, also. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> I, really, what I want out of this is a dating sim. <laughs> Hey, that's actually not like, a I bad idea. I know everybody loves that X-Men arcade game, but I want an X-Men arcade dating sim. I was going to go to the bar, get that's... my nachos, and sit there and try, <laughs> try and marry Angel. That's actually not a bad idea. I really <laughs> like that. That's great. Right. Marvel Games, are you listening this? right now? I want to play John full boyfriend Drake over at Disney. Listen to me right now. You are working on Disney games. I know you have the c- 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 right connections. Make this happen. A Marvel dating sim. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, hmm. Yeah. So we, we, we see Gene kind of go on this like, I don't know. I would call it like a pity date, but it's not really. Uh, yeah, Lauren so... has this date that goes bad, and she's like, "All right, let me cheer you up by kind of taking you out on this yeah. pseudo date." No, but thing. how how it goes is that Warren's parents still don't know he's a yeah. mutant. They have no idea, and like you know, Professor X kind of works some mind magic on them, so they think they just sent Warren to a normal boarding school like that's where he is and they're still trying to like set him up from afar they're like you're going to go on a date with this other rich girl and he goes on the date and like the girl really likes him and she's like what if we go skinny dipping in my parents pool and he's like i have to leave i cannot take my shirt off so he's telling this to gene about how frustrated he is and gene does have a crush on him and she's trying to like do like you are my friend and I want to cheer you up and this is what I'm going to tell you, but also I am hoping this does turn into a legitimate date. She's like, let's go to the carnival. And he's like, we should all yeah. go to the carnival together. And she's like, yes, invite the others. <laughs> well, Fine. She, he's like, he, he's like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah, let's actually go. I'll go get the other g- g- guys. And she's just <laughs> like, uh, okay, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then they, they go to the carnival, uh, they start to get to know one another, they run into the blob, uh, as some mm-hmm. chaos starts happening at the carnival, there's some normal humans there who are like, ah, mutant freaks, blah, 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 and, uh, mm-hmm. a fight breaks out, and then blob comes in, and he's punching people left and right, and then Professor Xavier steps in, and he's like, alright, enough, of this we're mm-hmm. going back to school um typical hijinks in my yeah. 
opinion there. Um, Bobby but, but yeah, eats like then, five snacks. Like panel right. to panel. It seems like the same continuous conversation, but he has a different hot dog or cotton candy or big pretzel in his hand each time. Right? Like he's, he, which is part of what makes him the younger brother. Like he's, right. he's just starting to be at this, that stage where he's paying a t- a t- a t- attention to girls, but mm. it's still really just about the like food and video g- 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 games and stuff mm. like that. He's like, oh man, have you had their hot dogs though? It's great. I've beaten every video game in this place. And like, <laughs> like he, he, he notices Gene. I, I, if, if I'm not mm. mistaken, I think he makes a comment or at least makes a comment that, hey, like, Everyone here kind of likes her because she's the only girl. So uh. right, and I would I I like that aspect of it that you have these kids that have gotten used to the social situations where they are from, their friends, their school, where they fit in the social hierarchy, like what their relationship chances are with the people around them, and you pluck them all out and you put all of them in this isolated mansion together, mm-hmm. and they have to figure out who they are now. Like, maybe Bobby was the super cute, charming one at his school, but you put him here, and he just falls into that younger brother role, and he's really frustrated. Yeah, he's like, if I was at home, I could have a girlfriend, but here there's one girl, and she, she has better hots. Like, there's better <laughs> boys than me now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really like that about him, because he's... Also, like his going back to the fashion mm-hmm. aspect, his his is actually the one that I kind of noticed and couldn't place. Like he's oh Bobby, he, yeah, like he's not the douchebag jock yet, but he's almost getting there. He wears a, a flannel in in one part, so he has the like. Pacific Northwest like grunge rock thing kind of going on. His hair's a little bit longer, like he's he, like, but he's not there. Like he's not what you would think of as oh. like, like, and, and so it's just this weird mix of stuff of you like know, these all just you know seem like hand me downs. You know who he is like I keyed in on this really early. He's early Justin Bieber. Like he's got that hair yeah. that like long straight like swoop of the hair like kind of down over his eyes like the classic version of a bowl cut you could imagine he wears he wears that flannel shirt but it's purple like that was justin bieber's thing at the beginning his favorite color was purple that was kind of how he branded himself this is when he was like cute shiny nice boy pop idol and i think that's (laughs) kind of the aesthetic they wanted for for bobby that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay because i i also don't pay a attention to justin bieber or anyone like him so <laughs> it was just I, like, I just I, remember this stuff from being I in stores i can't put my finger on on you i don't know that's who, who he you was are i or... think well that's that's what he read to me was like okay uh that fits. sweet boy idol yeah that fits yeah um that's him i wanted mm. to talk about beast next because I, I think that's like the third yeah. character you end up meeting um mm. and we, we we also see a lot of him too and i liked the stuff about him that was in the book i mm. I, I think his storyline and especially his relationship with 
Jean uh, is a mm-hmm. good one too because they don't actually date. I think he's also one of the ones that he knows like, hey, I don't have a chance here. Uh, and I recognize yeah. that and I'm fine with that. It didn't seem like he really had a, a crush on her. I mean, I think with all these boys, there is a recognition of, well, that's the girl here. We only have yeah. one girl so far. Who knows when we will get other girl? I guess I have a crush on this one for now. <laughs> this is my option. Yeah. But it, to um, me, he came off as, um, he f- I don't know if this was stated or if this is part of larger X-Men canon, but he felt like he was older than the other kids there. Right. And he definitely has this older brother feeling to him. Yes. Uh, I d- definitely got that vibe. I also kind of got the vibe that... It, like, it, 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 the relationship between him and Gene J- J- was like, okay, we're going to be friends. We know that. And that's mm-hmm. basically all it's going to be. But every once in a while, we might flirt and say something. Yeah. But that'll be it. And I was like, okay, that's mm. nice. That's fun. Yeah, which is a vibe I, 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 like I think that. has come across from the X-Men narrative at large. I think there are several characters that because the X-Men are so like tightly joined together and you look at them in the mansion, there's so many of them just on top of, not literally on top of each other, metaphorically on well, top of each other. Like they're just Depends all... on which room you're looking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're all such part of this tightly knit, isolated group. I imagine that they, a lot of them do have that kind of vibe of, well, I don't really like you, but I got to get my flirting out somewhere. And this is fun. Like, let's just give each other a little bit of flattering attention because we got to get it somewhere. Sort of like they try and fill like every social need for each other. It's like we can't go into town and flirt with a barista, so just flirt with me. Yeah. Um, the thing that I like because Beast ends up leaving the team for a short while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of fed up uh, with just the the mm-hmm. way the dynamics are working. How there is this mm-hmm. kind of relationship drama he's like this is kind of childish we're not doing anything uh but the thing that really does it for him is he Mm -hmm. is out with Iceman because Iceman has he's like i think i found the brotherhood of evil mutants hideout um yeah and so he goes to to beast he's like let me show you this thing because i i don't think the professor will listen to me but you're the like mature smart one yeah you say this stuff like that'll mean it's a big big deal so they go Mm -hmm. they find it and they see professor x meeting with magneto and it looks like Mm -hmm. they're all chummy like hey there old chum um (laughs) which is totally something that they would say uh (laughs) it's more like they are uh they're cordial to each other. Yeah, I'd say, and even yeah. that is startling for Bobby. Why? I, I, why are you two even talking? Well, Bob, Bob, Bobby never sees it because he's too oh, concerned right. about food. Right, right. <laughs> he's like, I have to go yes, get more of these hot dogs. This is what Hank is seeing spying in the window. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby's getting a hot dog, and Hank <laughs> is like clinging to the side of the building, looking at a window. Yeah. Uh, so he sees this 
meeting and he's confused he feels like he's been lied to uh that this whole thing is fake it's all a mm. ruse uh this whole idea of like fighting for mutant kind uh so that we can live in harmony and yet yeah. our later is somehow working with our enemy like that doesn't mm. make sense something is not right here uh and so he ends up quitting the team and storming off without saying a word uh, and he like gets an apartment in the city. I don't know how he got one that 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 fast, but good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, Jean ends up coming to visit him, and they have this discussion of what happens. And their talk basically inspires Jean to to be like, "Yeah, you know what? I I I actually think I like this school more than I thought." Based off what we've yeah. said, like I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be an X Men. I uh, I do like what leads up to this because Hank sees this. He sees Professor X meeting with Magneto. He goes right. to the mansion. He confronts Professor X about this. Says he quits. Storms off. And Jean is standing there, and <laughs> Professor X turns around and says, "Well, I suppose I have to explain this to you now, don't I?" And he tells her that. <laughs> Eric and I were old friends. We were like brothers once. I don't like what he does. I don't believe what he does is right, but I I can't give up on my best friend. Yeah. Like I, I'm still trying to get to him and I, I feel bad it isn't working. So like Jean starts to understand his perspective and then she goes to talk to Hank and she's like, Hank, you have completely turned your back on all of us after this. Professor X is still working on trying to help his best friend year after year after year. I'm on his side with this. Like, I think his is the better outlook right now. I'm proud to be on his team. If this is what his team represents, never giving up on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what kind of inspires her to go back to the mansion and be like all gung ho about the, the, the X-Men mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but it turns out, uh, we find out by the end of the book that that also kind of inspires Beast to c- 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 mm. come back. It, it, she must have said something that struck a, a, a chord mm. with him, and he had to think about it for a while. Uh, but he came back, and he kind of saved the day there for a, for mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, so that was neat to see. Uh, and when he does come back, he kind of positions himself to be like, hey, like I, I'm a little bit more mature than these other kids. Uh, give me a lab. Like, make me a laboratory. And so mm-hmm. he has to sell all of his wine. <laughs> right. Professor X has a giant cellar full of wine and God. he sells it all And you off. know he's... He's just drinking alone. He's the only right? one above 21 in that building, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he he ends up selling all his wine and he makes this lab for 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 beast and he's like, "All right, sweet. This is fun. Now now I mm. I can make stuff and experiment with stuff and help out that way, which is what he's always wanted to do." Like, I think mm. even in the movies and the comics and stuff like that like he ends up going on to be like 
a senator or he like he goes into politics or into like engineering mm. and he invents stuff yeah um and 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 things like that and he's he 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 likes that role he likes helping out in that <coughs> aspect yeah. instead of being like i'm mm. just gonna punch someone because i can punch someone yeah um yeah so that's good that's good. Let's mm-hmm. let's move on to talking about Cyclops. Yeah. For a bit here, because we, we, we haven't <laughs> talked about him yet. What did you think of Scott Summers? I like what Jean says about him when she's confessing that she has a crush on him. She says, mm-hmm. you never speak unless you have something to say, which is what what I like about Cyclops, especially this version of Cyclops, is that he takes everything so seriously like he wants everything to be done correctly he wants everything to be done precisely he wants to be the leader not out of any kind of power hungry thing just because he wants to be responsible he wants to be sure he is doing the absolute most that he can and that he can be counted on like it's his desire to be reliable not his desire to be popular that makes him want to be the leader and he isn't bossy to them he's only bossy to them inside the danger room and then it's because he has created you know simulated versions of them to boss around so that he knows if he has to do it in real life he knows what he's doing and he's already practiced right yeah i like that he is like he wants to be the leader but he is not bossy and he is so quiet and he is so reserved but he knows how to play out five versions of every scenario he just hasn't told anyone yeah, he's he's definitely an emotional character, and mm-hmm. he thinks about th- things like yeah, everything he does, he has to think and make sure it's right. Will 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 this work out the best for everyone? Will this hurt someone? Will you know? And mm-hmm. I I think as people have kind of f- figured out in X Men comics in general, on one hand that can make him emotional and whiny, and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and then on one hand, he's they're they're also like, but he gets shit done. Like when when he needs yeah. to, like he can get sh- he, he can get shit done, and that makes him a good lighter because he's actually considering all of the uh, options mm. and 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 stuff like that. But I, I think we're at a point where he hasn't necessarily realized that yet, or like the the value of his position. He just thinks he's there to fill a role, and he's tr- trying to do the best j- j- job of that. Mm. And I think it's yeah um, the conversation that he has with Gene, right? I, I guess the conversation that Gene has mm. with him, <laughs> um, yeah, that like makes him realize that. I, I I think that on top of the moment that we saw in the danger room where Bobby stumbles on to like, Hey, what are you doing with all of these replicas of us and bossing them around? Uh, and he, and he's, he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't want you guys to see all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, no, this is really cool. Actually, actually yeah. <laughs> like you're figuring out how to do this stuff, which I I I I don't know if he said explicitly, but the idea that I got from it was just like that makes it so that when we're actually out there, 
you know what you're doing and that makes me want to listen yes. to you more uh yes that, that you are in here practicing this stuff so you know what get rid of the Iceman like thing here in the danger room boss me around now let's let's right. make yeah let's make that happen you know um, yeah and i like neat. that among these other young people that have tumultuous relationships with others within themselves they're all stressed out about romance and crushes and friendships and like their place in the larger social world like scott has a handle on something at least <laughs> like he might you know, even if he's as socially inept as the rest of them, at least he knows how to do battle strategy. So they do. Yeah, they agree. Like, you know what you're doing here. We want to take part in you knowing what you're doing. We want to be sure if you boss me around, that makes me feel certain that I am doing the right thing for once. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes you just need to be told what to do because it's comfortable. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I don't have to think. I just need to do this mm -hmm. one thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a good moment between him and Bobby. And I think that plus Gene being like, all right, snap out of it. <laughs> like, I have a mm -hmm. crush on you now. Uh, <laughs> so um, that that was fantastic. But yeah, that, that end fight scene is kind of with Magneto, which... Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they really get into it or not, but it looks like it was planned or like staged, but also maybe not kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I that might be a, a, a stretch, but there's the, the scene where it all looks like it's about to be, you know, fa falling apart and Magneto has Charles Xavier basically by the neck. Right. And, mm. and they notice that Professor X almost has a smile on his face because the X-Men mm -hmm. are starting to, like, come together and work yeah. as a team. Uh, and, and, and then I don't think we see the end of that fight. I, I don't remember or if we see much after that. But it is, it, it is this idea of, like, I wouldn't put it past Charles to mm -hmm. ask him but like hey can can you stage this can, can you help me teach them something <laughs> yeah like I, I, like I oddly see Magneto saying yes mm. to that yeah um because Magneto also wants them to know how to fight and how to use yeah. their powers and stuff like that whether or not you know he like that that fight was not about them of like hey we should live in equality with humans um like mm -hmm. that that was more about teaching them how to be a team and yeah. regardless of who's teaching them that lesson both professor x and magneto mm -hmm. want them to know that stuff um so that's why i was like huh okay maybe conspiracy hat is on right now but we'll see it, it might have just been like yes you guys are working as a team now defeat him my foe ha -ha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good what did you think of that last fight uh this is an interesting take on it i didn't really 
track that this was staged. I thought it was more of Magneto is going a little easy on the kids because he respects Charles and that those are Charles kids. This is Charles version of what he thinks is the best thing to do. And he's got at mm-hmm. least he's like, I will fight you on the fair field of battle. Me sneaking up in here. I'm not going to go all out on you. Like, that's not exactly fair. <laughs> like, he's holding yeah. back on principle. I I do buy this version where Charles and him did work this out. That seems like something they would do. It it kind of does. Yeah. Um. I I think it. They're also at a stage where it's it's like Magneto doesn't want to kill these kids because they're mm. kids. Maybe he can still yeah. recruit yeah. them. Yeah. And so yeah, like I can see him pulling punches to to. He'd be like, hey, one day you'll be on my team. See, I just mm-hmm. beat up your teacher. That's why his teachings yeah. don't work. Join my side. Join the dark side. <laughs> Join yep. the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which yeah, I think is he's... a terrible name, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I think he is trying to make an example, like to make a point and not yeah. you know, decimate anything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Can I ask you about another fight that's in this novel sure. where there's flashes back to the savage lands where they're like yes. on top of a volcano and a dinosaur's coming to get them. And I know that this is part of X-Men canon. I know there's the savage lands. I know they go do things over there. I forget exactly what they are, but to look at that within the narrative of this particular book and to think about it like a newcomer, I can't see why Charles is like, hey, uh, we found a weird dinosaur land, so I'm going to send you kids there. Like, I don't know what he thinks this is going to do for them. Oh. Like, they're not normally going to be fighting dinosaurs oh, or God, like his name? weird tropical threats. This doesn't do anything for their mission of let's show the everyday person that we are heroes. <laughs> like, I'm like, X-Men canon wise, I know you have to check off Savage Lands, but I can't connect the dots between what it is doing in this story and why this Charles is like, yeah, go to the Savage Lands, kids. Yeah. I can't um, tell why this is helpful. Uh, so I don't remember the name of the character. For some reason, mm-hmm. I think it's Stegron. Stegron? I, 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 don't, I don't think that's him. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to... Again, all of my knowledge of the X Men comes from Jay and Miles explaining the X Men. Right, there was I think an X Men the villain. Pool of knowledge. Yeah, there was an X Men villain early on that was a mutant that I think like turned themselves into a dinosaur or like went to go oh. hide in the Savage Lands. Mm. I forget. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's Stegron because I'm not really seeing anything about the X Men in this one. I don't know. Let me see if I can type in like. Um. Let's see. X Men. Dinosaur. There we go. <laughs> Sauron. That's it. Sauron. Okay, this is a name I remember, yes. Uh, okay, so Sauron is a fictional supervillain appearing in American comic books 
published by Marvel Comics. The character was created by writer Roy Thomas and artist Neil Adams and made his first appearance Mm -hmm. in the X-Men number 59. Sauron is the alter ego of Dr. Carl Lycos after being bitten by a mutant pterodactyl. Lycos is transformed into a energy vampire able to absorb the life force of others through touch if lycos absorbs the life force of mutants he transforms into a humanoid uh pteranodon gaining increased strength and speed in the process um Blah, 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 is often depicted as inhabiting the hidden prehistoric jungle of the savage lands. So they were probably fighting Sauron. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if that's the actual case, but yeah, he, just, he looks mm-hmm. like a pterodactyl with arms. Oh, cool. <laughs> Weird characters. Comics are weird, man. They're so fun. <laughs> so much fun. But but yeah, that 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 mm. is because that is the thing that they don't explain these fights. It just like flashes back to these fights and maybe mm. highlights a conversation that they had within that fight. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And and you don't really understand what's going on. So I don't, I, you know, I didn't know why Magneto was on that ship at the start yeah. of, of the thing or why they're in the savage land. So that seems strange. It just seems like, yeah, they're going on missions, whatever that might be. But I, Yeah. Okay, so this makes me think, like, mm. the general mission of... Charles Xavier is to prove that the mutants are there to help. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. especially the X-Men are there to help. So they don't yes. necessarily need to go fight other mutants or stuff like that, but just protect people and, like, stop, you know, bad guys from doing bad things. So it could have just been like, hey, there's some weird doctor out in the savage land who's working on <laughs> some strange experiments and stuff. And yeah. he's a danger to humanity. I think if the fights we cut away to them fighting were more of these run-of-the-mill bank robber, just sort of street-level crime things that like you've seen enough of over and over again that you get what it is. I'd be fine with just dropping us in, not explaining it. It's all about like the rapport of the X-Men back and forth with each other while they're fighting this foe that doesn't really matter. But for these weirder ones, like the Savage Land, I would have liked a little bit more setup. Like, where are we? Why are you here? (laughs) Why did Xavier think this was important to do? Yeah. (sighs) Weird stuff. Again, mm-hmm. co- comics are weird. They're so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I I think that's pretty much everything I have to say about this mm. book because it's again it's a short one. It's pretty straightforward. There's not, you know, time travel or. Thirty yeah. characters or <laughs> stuff like that, you know. It's just right. like, hey, here's the there is like six people you need 
you know. Yeah. There's no clones or like, I'm your child from the future. <laughs> I'm the clone of your child from the future's past. <laughs> I am your father's mother's brother's cousin's sister's former roommate. <laughs> so what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Which is what you are about to become. <laughs> Shout out to Space Balls. Space Balls is great. Um, but yeah, I I would recommend this book if you mm-hmm. know nothing about the X Men and want to yeah. check out something about the X Men, or if you know someone who is interested in the X Men and just wants a real simple like, hey, here's a who's who yes. origin story. Here's the most basic of basic origin story. Um, oh, one last thing I think mm. we can talk about. Let's talk about the artwork. This is uh, Jamie yeah. McKelvey on artwork. You kind of mm. already mentioned the fashion and, and, and that you, yes. you, you thought it, it had some decent fashion in a way that was like, it's modern, but you can't really pin it on a certain time period. Yeah, which I think keeps it. Yeah, it's good at being contemporary and also right. timeless for like maybe a 20 year period yeah um one thing i i I like about mckelvey's art is that Mm -hmm. the art style fits how clean and simple the the story is yes this is not marred in shadow it's not some kind of like scratchy art style where you're like i what is going on in that panel it's very clear it's very concise and it it, it mm-hmm. tells you what you need to know in each panel. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, and and, and on, 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 on top of that, that gives the artist time to really kind of feel out what these characters look like and how they yes. move. Like, they, they actually mm-hmm. look like people to me. Yes. Um, I mean, it, it, this is, it's not super realistic in in how they draw all these things but it it is more realistic than uh, other stylizations but yeah. it, it's a <laughs> stylization that is like yeah these look like real people like that is a believable uh-huh. look that is a believable character and, and i think that mm-hmm. really is to the book's benefit mhm mhm oh. and the I noticed in particular, uh, the Xavier kind of looks like Patrick Stewart, but I imagine most bald men, when simplified down to a drawing, <laughs> may also look like Patrick Stewart. I felt like this Magneto did look like Ian McKellen, though. He kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that that style kind of alluded to the most recognizable versions of these characters that the average person may know, but it isn't like a direct here I am drawing them. It's just... Right. It, it's Ian McKellen flavored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking of like, new look, same great flavor. <laughs> <laughs> or like when you, when you get a bottle of wine and it says like notes of oak and um, honey. <laughs> you pick up Good this stuff. graphic novel, it just says notes of Stuart and McKellen. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, we wouldn't know that though because they sold all of the wine. 
So. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. You don't know what notes are in there? Um, <laughs> Melissa, if you had to recommend some stuff, uh, if, 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 if you were like, hey, I liked this, what else might I like? What would you uh, recommend? This did... This did make me nostalgic for X-Men Evolution, which I don't think I've seen in like eight years. It's been a long time. Whenever the last time that thing was rerunning on Cartoon Network was the last time I watched some of it. I watched it on and I don't like know Netflix, I think, a couple years oh, ago. That's good. Good to know it's out there. And like, I have no idea. I'm not quite well-versed enough in X-Men to know how that compares to anything else in X-Men canon. I get the impression that it's kind of far out there and like throws it's a bunch of characters together doing that its never own thing yeah, yeah like oh those characters are not the same ages <laughs> those people aren't related spike was entirely made up i believe right but i remember it being fun i remember the character relationships mm-hmm. being really charming and like i'm reading this comic book and the blob comes out and i'm trying to remember who he is i'm like who is this big guy it's not juggernaut there's another Who's big this guy, big right? And I'm like, a character. <laughs> and I'm just searching my brain, and it's not until Magneto names him. Like, oh, right. I remember Blob from the cartoon now. Yep. Yep, yeah. that's him. Good old Blob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would say that's a good one to check out, because that is also, like, an X-Men story that gets the the gist and the like spirit of what the X-Men really is. Yeah. And does its own thing. Mm-hmm. We we'll got that right. Uh, I think that one Kurt is more of your your in character. Yes. Um which he was not in in this book, but Kurt is a good and it's more character sc- as well. Yeah, and it's more school focused, which I appreciated. Mhm. Um, I actually wanted to recommend another book with art by Jamie McKelvey, The Wicked and mm. the Divine. Uh, oh, okay. This is a book published by Image Comics, uh, and it is, I've, I've read the first volume and that's it. It's kind of a murder mystery thing, but that kind of t- 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 takes a backseat to this story mm. that is like, hey, all of these gods that are out there, they kind of reincarnate every 90 years or so. And so people that you would consider like celebrities are often these gods and stuff like that. And it's a much more mature story than what this one is. I don't think it's a book you can hand to kids and stuff like that but if, if you like uh some of that teen dr- drama in a like mm-hmm. story that is heightened by like hey here are these gods that have all these powers and can do all these different d- different things but they're also trying to like solve this mystery and, and stuff like that um that might be one you want to check out and the, the art in that book mm-hmm. is gorgeous um so yeah absolutely go check it out sounds good i would also this is one i i i haven't gotten to yet but mm-hmm. if you want more like kids in a school with powers or at least like learning 
mm-hmm. to fight, maybe go check out Deadly Class by Rick uh-huh. Remender. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head who does the art on that. Let's see. Deadly Class. Searching on Comixology. Here he is. Here we go. Um, oh, God, come on. Give me all of the info. Uh, art by Wes Craig. There, but Yeah, it's a school for assassins, and they're teaching mm-hmm. these kids to learn how to fight and stuff like that. So good stuff. Yeah. And I, I know there was a one-season adaption of the show on sci-fi. Oh, okay. Okay. Of, of that <sighs> comic book into a show. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it got canceled, but I, I heard good things about mm-hmm. the show. It was just that not enough people watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Anyways, those are all the recommendations I got mm-hmm. for now. Uh, Melissa, it is your turn to mm-hmm. do the pitching and all that stuff. It is. Okay. So my theme for this week is movies featuring activities we can no longer do thanks to, thanks to coronavirus concerns. Oh, God. <laughs> so I have a okay. movie about international travel, a movie about sports, and inspired by our conversation in the last episode of Captain's Log, a, a movie about an orgy. I'm going to start with the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the captain's <laughs> log from this past week. So good. So pitch number one is Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Have you heard I about this? I figured movie? it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, I don't know many movies about orgies it's, except that one scene in Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> right. It's this, or you go back to some like sword and sandals movie with like real hedonistic man-eating grapes or something the two <laughs> kinds you have available to you <laughs> hedonistic man-eating <laughs> grapes okay <laughs> my favorite subcategory on netflix right so eyes wide shut this is a movie that has been and all three of these movies are ones i have not seen before Ooh, okay these are all things that have been on my to watch list for a while and I've always been intrigued by Eyes Wide Shut. This came out in 1999 when I would have been nine years old, maybe eight, depending on what time of year it was. I remember hearing about what a nightmare this movie was to film. And I looked it up and it did film for 400 straight days. Yikes. Which is the Guinness World Record holder for longest continuous film shoot. This was directed by wow. Stanley Kubrick, who is notoriously an absolute demanding perfectionist in control yeah. of every single element that is on screen down to the tiniest this is, prop. This stuff is so good though. That's why it's yeah, so good. This was shot. This was shot where he lived in England because, um, but it was set in New York city. He was apparently afraid of flying. This is something I didn't know. So he uh, had to take parts of London and get them mocked up to look exactly like New York city. Amazing. He wouldn't just go there. So this is the plot of this movie. After his wife, Alice, tells him about her sexual fantasies, Dr. William Harford sets out for a night of sexual adventure. After several less than successful encounters, he meets an old friend. Instead of doing it with his wife, he's like, okay, that's a great fantasy. I'm going to go do all that with someone else. (laughs) I I was reading another synopsis where, like, she tells him, I've thought about having an affair, and, and he's trying to put himself in her mindset, like, 
could I have an affair? And he goes out on the town and tries to do it to understand it. Uh, His friend tells him of strange sex parties when he's uh, required to play the piano blindfolded. All the men at this party, he says, are costumed and wear masks. Harvard tries to find an appropriate costume, (laughs) heads out to the party. Once there, he is warned by someone who recognizes him despite the mask, and he is in great danger. He managed to extricate himself, but the threats proved to be quite real and sinister. So I've always known this to be like, like a sexy movie, but also a weird kind of a thriller kind of spooky movie like i've heard all these assorted things about it and i really want to see what actually is this thing okay yeah yeah i've i've seen that one in parts like i've not seen the entire film i remember one time i was making lunch at home and it was just on our tv and i saw some boobs i was like ooh, boobs yeah. What is this film? <laughs> what are we watching? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pitch so number pitch two. Number one. Uh, pitch number two. This is a movie about international travel. This is Lost in Translation. Okay. This is Good a movie stuff. about Bill Murray, who plays a middle-aged kind of uh, past his prime movie star, who is not. You know, really getting any big roles in America, but he still has enough clout that he's offered an exclusive commercial deal in Japan for like a Japan only commercial where he's like the spokesman for a whiskey. So it's about this man traveling to Japan to shoot these commercials and just the feeling of being lost there of like not understanding what anything is about and feeling Mm -hmm. lonely. He's traveled there by himself. He's in touch with his family. He feels kind of uh, confined by how much his wife is in touch with him. So he feels both uh, too connected and too lost at the same time. And he meets up with Scarlett. Too connected. (laughs) He meets up with Scarlett Johansson, uh, who's staying at the same hotel as him. And she's a young woman whose husband is a photographer on assignment in Japan. And he's... uh, they're staying in Tokyo. He's doing things across Japan. So she's left to, on her own for a while. And it's just about these two people left on their own in the strange land who have nothing in common, but like find connection in each other. Cause at least okay. they both have these same cultural touchstones. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. This is a movie I remember having like a lot of buzz about it. This came out when I was 13. I'm like, this is a, a real Oscar contender. This sounds interesting. I want to watch it. And my mom's like looking at the rating because I'm 13. She's like, this is R-rated and I'd rather you didn't. And I've like not, I have not yet circled back to this movie in my adult life. Now that my mom isn't here to tell me I'm not allowed to watch something <laughs> that says partial nudity on the box. <laughs> Man, you went and from partial number- nudity to like, hey, here's a movie with an orgy in it. <laughs> <laughs> and pitch number three is a family-friendly film, a, a family-friendly, extremely popular movie of our generation. This is definitely on my movies of shame list because, like, I don't know how I escaped never seeing this movie. I don't know how it happened to me. And one of these days, it's got to be time to rectify it. Maybe this is the week, Kyle. I watch Remember the Titans. Oh, wow. You've never yeah. seen Remember the T- Titans? I don't know how I haven't. I just haven't. Man, that's like... That is the movie that in mm. elementary school, in middle school, in high school, that they would play 
uh, mm-hmm. in like all of my schools because um, that like happened in the area that I yeah. grew up in. And in fact, my high school's scoreboard is in that film. There's like a scene where it just like it sh- shows my high school's sc- 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 right. scoreboard. Um, but yeah, that 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 was a thing of just like, yeah, we're not going to really do anything. Let's watch a movie. I don't know. Uh, Remember the Titans. It's just like, oh, we've seen this 23 times this week. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I think... I watched Finding Nemo over and over again. Like, we had our versions of that movie, but this was not one of them. I never watched it in school, and I never picked it up in my personal life. We are landlocked. We've never seen the ocean. Let's watch a movie about the ocean. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this might be the difference. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, remember the Titans from the year 2000? uh, And this is set in 1971 when two segregated schools close and merge into one integrated school. Denzel Washington is the football coach uh, hired over the successful white coach. And people are like, what's he doing here? And he's like, I'll show you. Let's all gather together as one beautiful multiracial team and beat the other team. I I really don't know what else is in the movie. I don't know anything about it. I I was looking at it on IMDb and I saw it as like a, a young Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's really young in that one. I oh man, this is a tough one because because I think I think I was gonna do Eyes Wide Shut just mm-hmm. just because it was just like oh man orgy like <laughs> we just have to we have to right. watch that one and I don't think we've yeah. really covered a Stanley Kubrick movie on no we haven't before and he's he's a fantastic director mm. but i am just baffled at how have you how you've not seen remember the titans i i certainly could watch it now it, it was a disney or touchstone film i could watch it on disney plus right now if you don't pick it i could still turn around and watch it this evening i mean yeah. with all this time spent indoors i could watch all these movies i've never seen I think we need to do Remember the t- the, t- the t- Titans. Okay, this will be interesting because I want your perspective as a local about this. I like the idea of I've never I mean, seen this and you've seen it 20 times and live in the same state where it takes place. I also wasn't around when it was happening, so I don't really yeah. know, know it from. It's like, you oh, well, there. I was there that week when blah, blah, blah. But you saw some <laughs> of the same landmarks, which is close enough. Yeah. Or at least have heard about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So next week is going to be Remember the Titans. But mm-hmm. I we think we go should go ahead sports? and start yeah. planning ahead for the next couple weeks. Right? Because yes. um, on the 29th, in two weeks, is that when we're going to be? It's like, this, is, this is 98, yes. so 99. So... In two weeks is going to be episode mm. 100. Uh, yes. And Melissa and I have kind of planned ahead and come up uh, with an idea for what we can mm-hmm. do for episode 100. Back when we did uh, the Whatnots podcast, which is mm-hmm. basically the first version of this podcast, for yeah. episode 100, Paul and I read Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud mm-hmm. because we thought it would be funny 
that like after a hundred <laughs> episodes, we can read this book and finally understand what we've read. <laughs> um, it was an entertaining episode. Yeah, it, it, it was a good one for sure. Um, but here we are now a hundred mm. episodes into the review show. Uh, and Melissa, you came up with the idea to kind of do a compare and contrast episode but instead of doing like here's the comic book and it's movie adaption yeah you came up with this idea to pit two different movies of the same genre that we think are the best of that genre yes um so we we you're like we cover a lot of superheroes mm-hmm. on here. We're gonna do superhero movies. We're we're gonna each pick what we think is the best superhero movie, and we're mm. gonna talk about it. So Melissa, mm-hmm. what have you picked for episode one hundred? Oh. Just to prepare people. Well, it's been locked in for a while. This is definitely my top choice for the best superhero movie. It is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in this corner. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Who is I, your I champion? I think I'm going to go with Captain America Winter Soldier. That one is a favorite of mine. But I think eh, I'll, I'll say, say my thoughts. Okay. Or uh, episode one hundred and why I picked that one, mm. um, but but yeah. So for episode one hundred, we're gonna be watching Spider Man Two, the Sam Raimi one with Tobey Maguire, uh, and we are gonna be watching Captain America: Winter Soldier, which is also the mm-hmm. second one in that series, yeah. Battle of the Twos. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that should be fun but Mm -hmm. one more thing you guys should know uh over the past couple months melissa and i have been watching the venture brothers uh and that has usually been reserved for the final sunday of the month Mm -hmm. is when we record that and it will come out that following wednesday uh and what we're going to be doing is our next venture brothers episode is going to be covering uh, seasons five six and seven uh mm-hmm. and it's going to be in three weeks it's going to be episode yes. 101 mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's what we're gonna be doing for that that's gonna be recorded on april 5th and then yes virus willing I'm going to be <laughs> out of town that next week. Mm. So keep that in mind. There'll be more details down, yeah. the, 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 down the road. Next mm. week, remember the Titans. The week remember after that. Them. Yeah. The week after that, episode 100 with Spider-Man 2, Captain <laughs> America, Winter Soldier. The week after that, mm. Venture Brothers, seasons 5, 6, and 7. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff to remember, but we will keep reminding you guys on yes. all of that stuff. So, uh, that being said, Melissa, where can the people mm-hmm. find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. 
You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Whatnots on Twitter. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows, I'm sure I will be tweeting out all of these updates that we just mentioned at some point. Um, so be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Go like, share, subscribe. Uh, we could still use a couple more subscribers on YouTube. I think we're at 62 right now, which, ah. is, which is nice. We have made it past 60. We're over a hump. Very good. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can still get a couple more. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, this is episode 98 of the review show. We will see you guys mm -hmm. next week. Bye. Bye.